Morning, everybody. It's great to see you all out this morning. My name is Jeff, and this morning and next Sunday morning, uh, JD, our operations administrator, and Adam Geringer, our next gen director, will be helping me out teaching the lessons. And uh, if you haven't met Adam yet, uh, he and his wife Courtney and their two boys have been serving here at Good News Gathering for a year now, uh, this month. And Adam's been doing just a tremendous job for us with our children and students' ministries. Now, before we dig into today's lesson, I'd like you to take out your Connect card, if you would please, and fill your name and your contact info on that card. And (laughs) while you're doing that, uh, just let me remind you that in two weeks... On Sunday, September the 1st, our entire Sunday morning program will be held at the Highland County Fairgrounds at 9.30 that morning. Now, we do have tickets at half the gate price that are available in the atrium after the service. So just look for the table out in the atrium for that. Now, (laughs) here's why I wanted all of you to fill out your Connect card, okay? On the two Sundays following Sunday at the fair, we're going to do something unique here at Good News Gathering. We're calling it Q&A. And if you have a question or a concern about the Bible or Christianity, and you feel like you've just never had a chance to ask the question, write it on your Connect card and place it in the containers at the back of the auditorium before you leave today. And what we're going to try to do those two Sundays is we're going to try to answer as many of those questions as we can during the lesson time. And if we run out of time, we will contact you directly by email with, with some sort of an answer to your question. Now, like I said, we need your name and your contact info. It's got to be on the card. We do not respond to anonymous cards, okay? It, in fact, it says that right there on the front of that uh, com- Connect card Please print legibly. Um, Please be sure to enter your name. We cannot act on anonymous connect cards. And the reason we don't, friends, is because this is a family. And healthy families don't communicate anonymously. Okay? Now, we're in the third week of our lesson series entitled Fully Functioning Followers Give. And our focus verse for this lesson series was written by the Apostle Paul, Let's all recite it together. It's up here on the screens. Here we go. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Now notice it says, always give yourselves fully. In other words, when you're working for the Lord, give the very best that you've got. 100%. And it says, give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, which is to make the good news of God's love and forgiveness known to as many people as we possibly can. Christians are fully functioning followers of Christ. Give themselves in service to God and to others. It's just part of the deal. Now, during this series, we've been discovering truths about service from four lesser-known figures who played a vital role in the life of the Apostle Paul, the man who was instrumental in spreading Christianity across the Roman Empire. And today, we're going to be learning from a guy by the name of Timothy. And there on your outline, you'll see a timeline with the approximate dates, as close as scholars can tell, of some of the major events in the life 
in the ministry of the Apostle Paul. And as you track across that timeline, you can see that approximately 10 or 11 years after he became a Christian, Paul set out on his very first missionary tour where he went across parts of Turkey planting churches. He was sent, first of all, by the church in Antioch. And you can see Antioch there in uh, (laughs) north of Jerusalem. And they went to this island called Cyprus. And from there, they went into what is now Turkey. And this tour lasted approximately two years. And midway through that tour, they ended up in this city called Lystra. And in that city, opposition arose against the Apostle Paul. And he was eventually stoned, dragged out of the city, and left for dead. Now, miraculously, he survived this. And despite this event, in that city, there was a young man by the name of Timothy and his mother and his grandmother, and they became followers of Christ. And then when Paul went back to Lystra on his second missionary tour, the Bible tells us that Paul came to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was Jewish and a believer, but whose father was Greek. So Timothy's mother was a Jewish convert to Christianity, but his father was neither Jewish nor Christian. But Timothy's mother and grandmother instilled in him a knowledge of God's word. And Paul later wrote about this to Timothy. He said this, he said, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which lived in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded now lives in you also. Continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Now regardless of the fact that Timothy was, as far as we know, a young man, Regardless of the fact that he knew Paul had been stoned in his own hometown and he may have even witnessed that event, as horrible as that would have been, Timothy left his home and his family to do mission work with Paul. He had no Bible college degree, no PhD in mission work, no formal training beyond the instruction he'd received from his mother and his grandmother and any mentoring he received from Paul along the way. But you combine, you combine that with his heart to serve, to give himself fully to the work of the Lord. And that promise that we all have from Scripture comes true. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Now, Timothy remained faithful and the faithful co-laborer in Paul's mission work until Paul's execution approximately 15 years later. They stayed together and worked together throughout that time. And Paul encouraged Timothy to fan into flame. I love that phrase. Circle that phrase on your outline. He said, fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power and love and self-discipline. As you read through the book of Acts and the letters Paul wrote, you discover that Timothy had this servant heart, 
a willingness to jump in and serve wherever and whenever needed. He fanned into flame the gift God gave him, spreading the good news. At one point, pastoring a struggling church. At another point, going in and helping to calm a divided and struggling and fighting church, combating false doctrine, co-authoring letters with Paul, experiencing imprisonment. You see, the same spirit that resided in Timothy is in every one of you. That same spirit is in you. It's in everyone who has accepted Christ as their Savior. And when you and I jump in, when we fan into flame the gift that God has given each of us, and we give ourselves fully to the work of the Lord, then we will become bold, not timid, powerful, not weak, loving, not indifferent, disciplined, not unfocused or uncontrolled. You see, like Timothy, we can, over time, become difference makers for Christ if we'll just jump in. So this morning, as we, as we think about the life of Timothy and his service to Christ, I think there are four truths, and they're there on your outline, four truths that can help each and every one of us make the jump into service, jump into ministry. And the first one is this. It's a privilege and a joy to serve Christ's kingdom. It's a privilege and a joy to serve Christ's kingdom. I want you to notice something that came out of that passage that we began to read earlier out of Acts 16. It says this, Paul came to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was Jewish and a believer, but whose father was Greek. But then it goes on in verse 2. It says, the believers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him. They spoke well of him. He, he, he had a good reputation. People liked him. People liked being around him. People liked the way he lived his life. But it goes on. Verse 3, Paul wanted to take him along on the missionary journey that was ahead of them. So Paul picked him to be one of his companions on that next missionary journey. And I don't know about you, but I think there are very few privileges and joys in life as powerful for each and every one of us as being picked and being spoken well of. Think about that. I mean, we've all been on the playground, right, at some point, and there was a whole line of people, and there were the two people picking, right? We would love, all of us, to be the first one chosen. We'd love to be the first one picked. Every one of us likes to know that we were chosen on purpose by somebody. It's a great feeling. But we hate when we're the last one standing there and somebody's like, well, come on, I guess you're on my team. Right? <laughs> we hate that feeling. Right? Similarly, we all love when people go, I really like that guy. She's awesome, man. What, what an awesome personality. What, what, a great, what a great life that person lives. I really like that dude. We love to have a great reputation, but we hate it when people criticize us, when people have a, 
have a bad taste in their mouth after they spend time with us and they tell other people about it? Right? None of us like that. You see, why do you suppose people spoke so well of Timothy? Why do you think it was that Paul picked him? It was probably because of his character, his work ethic. He had a track record of selflessness and his devotion to Christ. And guys, the reality is that there may be some of you listening to us talk about this guy, Timothy, and going, yeah, that's not me. I don't have that great track record. I don't have that great background. I'm not the guy that anybody would pick. But here's the truth. You don't need that track record, that history, to start doing something now. Yes, Timothy did have a great upbringing and and mentors that guided him along in the faith and that helped make him the person that he was. And maybe you don't have that. But you can have the same future that Timothy had. You see, if we want to experience the joy available to us in service and the privilege of being picked by God, handpicked to make a difference in the world around us, then all we really have to do is start doing something now. Maybe you don't have to, you don't have, to have the, the great track record. You don't have to have the great past or the great history. But you can start doing something now. Every one of us can change our direction today. And it's a privilege and a joy to serve the kingdom of Christ. But secondly, serving also helps me become more like Jesus himself. There's a statement that Paul made to Timothy that I think reveals a lot about what service does in us. Paul said this. This is 1 Timothy 4.12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. But set an example. Why don't you circle that phrase? Set an example For the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. What Paul is effectively saying is, Timothy, I want you to be a great example, a model, a test case for what it looks to live life like Jesus did. Just as in fact, Jesus was a model or a test case of what it was like to know God. I want you to be like that for Jesus. Paul was telling Timothy to live so much like Christ that people would see Jesus in him. And the reality is that when we serve our church family, we are reflecting the very attitude of Jesus. He said it clearly in Matthew 20, 28. The Son of Man, Jesus referring to himself, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. So when you and I follow out Jesus in that, in that serving of other people, we become more like him. We live our lives like he lived his. Thirdly, serving helps me to learn about myself. Serving helps me to learn about myself. When we, we learned earlier that Paul took Timothy on, on his missionary journey. And in effect, what Timothy did was simply jump in and just start helping in whatever way Paul asked him to. Acts 16 verses 4 and 5 says, as they traveled from town to town, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem for the people to obey. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in their numbers. So, so Timothy was a part of that. 
He just kind of jumped in, started traveling with Paul, and started helping out in the process. And along the way, something happened. Something jumped out at them. This Timothy kid was gifted. They began to figure out that this young man, with a lot to learn, had a ton of gifts that would allow him to be available for opportunities that God was going to place before him. You see, each of us has that opportunity. Each of us has that opportunity every day. We all wake up with the same choice. I'm either going to live my life in service to God and to other people, or I'm going to live my life in service to myself. That's really the choice we have. Every day we wake up, we all face that decision. But if you and I will focus ourselves towards service, we will learn what we're good at and what we're not. We will learn where we need others and where others need us. You see, we will learn the role that God created us to play in this world when we simply begin to jump in and serve somewhere. Timothy didn't just become a powerful teacher and preacher and church leader because he left Lystra. He became a powerful teacher and preacher and church leader because he started serving in small ways and let God take care of the rest. Something that, something that Paul wrote to Timothy is, is there on your outline. It's 1 Timothy 4, 13 and 14. It said, until I come, this is Paul writing. He said, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture and to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect the gift, your gift, which was given to you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. You see, Timothy, it became very evident to these guys over time, was gifted as a teacher and a preacher, and Paul used him in numerous circumstances to do just that. Now, did they know that when he left Lystra? Maybe not. But they figured it out along the way. And that's how it works, guys. When we jump into service somewhere, anywhere, we'll begin to figure out what it is we're good at, who it is that God has made us to be. We'll have opportunities to be challenged and to grow and to learn new things and to try new things and to be able to do things that we've never done before. We learn about ourselves in service. And finally... The reality is that serving is important regardless of the task. Serving in and of itself is important regardless of what it is that you might do. There's an important verse that Paul wrote to the church in Galatia. He said this in Galatians 6.10. He said, therefore, and I want you to circle this phrase, as we have opportunity. As we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. And then circle this word especially those who belong to the family of believers. As we have opportunity, and guys, the, re- the reality is we all have opportunities. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever your life looks like right now, there are opportunities for you to get engaged in serving. There are opportunities for every one of us to make a positive impact on other people, but especially those who belong to the family of believers. 
It's interesting that if you read the whole New Testament, there's this, there's this very real sense in which the church is intended to be this outward focused, into the community, reaching out and serving and caring for people all around them, especially those who don't have a relationship with Christ, trying to bring them into that relationship. But at the same time, there is also this undercurrent of deep, deep, intentional service to those who also share your faith. In the New Testament, it's not either or. It's not, yeah, we're an outreach church, and no, we're a church that just focuses on our, our little family. That's not how it works. In the New Testament, it's both. Churches are called to be groups of people that do reach out and that do take care of the community and do take care of the people around them, but they also take care of their brothers and sisters in Christ. And there's nothing menial or unimportant about any service that's done in the name of Jesus for somebody else. Whatever you do, whether it's teaching lessons to kids, sweeping the floors, taking out trash, sorting clothes for the free sale, singing a backup harmony, signing kids into the G-Kids area, all of it, all of it is noticed by God. All of it matters because what we do matters. How we live our lives can truly change things. Each of us today, sitting in this room, if we choose to follow in the example of Paul and Timothy, who followed Jesus, can make an important impact as we have opportunity. And so I would encourage you guys, every single one of us, to seize that opportunity today. Friends, when the, when the Christian church first began, it started with a small group of men and women who were incredibly unqualified for the task at hand. When you think about it, this this small group of people, Jesus tasked with the responsibility of spreading the good news to the entire world. It took a faith-infused commitment to that call for them to begin that work. It took everyone doing their part, everyone pulling their weight. For example, Ananias, the guy we, we talked about the very first week, who took a risk, a leap of faith, and in the process became a difference maker. It took a guy like Barnabas, who encouraged those around him and committed to being a team player. It took a guy like Timothy, who jumped into serving and faithfully taught and preached the word, the good news of Jesus Christ. And interestingly enough, next week we'll learn about a guy by the name of Luke, and we'll learn that Luke brought two very specific and very unique skills and abilities to help further the cause of Christ. It took everybody. And when I think about it, in the very same way, Good News Gathering started and continued to exist because a group of people and it began with only 19, made a decision that they would commit to doing whatever they could in whatever gift they may have had 
to follow Christ and the call that he placed on this church. That call is still in effect today. That call will be in effect on this church a hundred years from now if Christ doesn't return. And in order for G&G to continue to fulfill that calling, it takes every person who calls this their church home giving themselves fully to the work of the Lord. So what we want to do right now is we just want to take a moment to recognize all of you who have served here at Good News Gathering and here in our Hillsborough community. If you would, please stand if you have served in any of our ministry areas. Please stand up if you would, please. Could be next gen with our children and students. Could be in the greeting ministry or hospitality ministries. Could be in the cleaning or groundskeeping. Behind the scenes in IT, multimedia or admin. On stage for worship, free sales, Hillsborough not as usual, G Garden. No matter how, if you've served here in any way, friends, we appreciate the time and the effort that you put in. Everyone, please give them a warm round of applause. Stay standing for a moment, if you would, please. We just want to say thank you. And friends, I especially want to say from the bottom of my heart, what an honor and a privilege it has been to serve with you for the past 21 years. Thank you. This month we've been talking about give, giving of time of service, giving yourselves fully to the Lord. And the next group of people that we really want to recognize for just a moment has really done that. They have given themselves fully and they are committing their time and service to him. It, uh, we've recently done a research or done some research to figure out that it takes 96 people to put on one service here at GNG. 96 people for one service. So that, think about that. We have two services per week, eight to 10 services per month. It takes a lot of you in order for this to happen and for God's calling on this church to be able to take place. Uh, these people, not only are they doing uh, hard work and not only are they dedicated and not only are they committed, they are doing great work for the kingdom of God, for the people of G&G and for the people of Hillsborough uh, and the surrounding areas. And so we want to just take a moment. If you serve on a regularly committed schedule, uh, a rotational schedule, whether it's weekly, biweekly, and monthly, if you're on a regular schedule here at G&G, it could be in next generation teaching kids it could be as an usher it could be as a greeter the cafe maybe you're working rotationally cleaning here at gng if you're on a regularly scheduled uh, volunteer service team if you would please stand back up all right thank you A round of applause for them please Thank you all so much for you for what you do. Uh, at this time, what we would love for you guys to do is we want to show you a little bit more appreciation. And out into the atrium, where the extension table normally is, we have a little gift for you all. Just to say thank you for all the time and energy and effort and the great work that you do for the kingdom of God. We just want to thank you. So if you all could, go ahead and head on out there. And uh, there will be some people out there to uh, help you in, in receiving that gift.
for this next part, I'm, I'm extremely excited. I, I'm very excited that you guys are with us. Uh, I'm excited to kind of talk about what we have in store for you for the remainder of this time. Uh, I know a lot of times you want to be involved, but we don't know how to be. We wanted to kind of give you guys an opportunity to see what that is, what those opportunities are here at G&G. Uh, so if you're if you're somebody who calls this your church home, if you're somebody who's regularly attended and you've always wanted to be involved and you just haven't been able to quite figure out how that is, or you don't even necessarily know who to reach out to to be involved, or maybe you don't have the time during the week to reach out and figure that out, we wanted to make those things available to you uh, in this time. So in these different corners, you'll see different balloons and different stations. These are different areas of opportunity within G&G that you guys could serve. And we're also, you guys can see we probably have about 15 minutes remaining. We wanted to give time back to you in order for you to be able to see what those opportunities are that's available. Uh, In this corner, we have our community station, which is highlighted in green, and you can see up on the board what goes along with those. And in the back corner, we have red, which is our G&G experience. In this front corner, we have our purple station, support services. And in that back corner, we have next generation, working with uh, babies through high school. Uh, I'll explain the flow and, and how that, what that'll look like here in just a moment. But before I do, if you could look at the inserts inside your uh, bullet, bulletin today, there is something that we call a decision tree. It starts off with a question that says, are you awesome? And I hope that all of you will say yes to that because you are. Uh, but uh, if you could just kind of look through that, uh, that'll help guide you. If you're not sure how you want to serve, you look up there and you're like, I don't know where I want to be. Go through that decision tree. It'll help kind of pinpoint some areas of maybe your interest or your abilities, um, and then go to those areas that you end up at. If you go through that and you're still just, I have no idea where I want to be, I'm not sure what I'm passionate about, in the very back we have a spot, there's a white balloon, it's kind of behind the soundboard, that's for the area for you. If you're just not sure at all where you want to be involved, but you want to be involved, that's an area where you can kind of go and just get general information, and we can take down your information to uh, follow up with you. Um... So with our how this flow is going to go, uh, this side is the blue corner. Again, that's next generation. And we are going to line up. If you're wanting to get more information, you'll line up down this aisle right here to go back to that blue corner. If you're wanting to come up here for support services, you'll get in this line and come right down and uh, wait until somebody becomes available. And then if you're wanting to go back to G&G Experience, you are this line. You'll go on, or, or I'm sorry, you're the outside line. You'll go back and across. And uh, then if you are doing the community, you'll be this line right here, this aisle coming this way. Uh, There's people around to kind of help direct you if you guys are interested in that. Uh, But again, we wanted to give you guys an opportunity because we believe that this is a great opportunity for not only you to grow, but for you to help others to grow as well. And that's what service is all about, is is your growth and helping others to grow um, in their walk with Christ. And we want to give that to you. So let's pray, and then you guys can uh, go ahead and seek those out or read through your decision tree or or go back to the white area, whatever you guys prefer. But uh, let's go ahead and pray, and we'll get started, okay? Father, thank you for this day. Uh, Thank you for an opportunity just to serve you and learn a little bit more about who you are and who you've called us to be. I thank you for the men and women that are out in the atrium right now and the great service that they do for you. And uh, just uh, ask that you bless them with your joy and your patience and your love today, as well as the people in this room, that they can experience you and your joy and your patience and your love. Uh, Just ask, uh, thank you for their hearts and their willingness to kind of go through this um, and just bless them as they go forward. We love you. We thank you for loving us. It's in your name we pray. Amen.